Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One day we're going to be live here. It, it, <laughs> I think we're live. Like, I think, I, I think oh, we're live. Think, I'm going to just keep being like, wait, 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 wait. Are we live? Are we live? Are we live? Yes, we are live. Shout out to everybody already being here in the chat. Very excited about this. Today, we are here talking about ROH, Death Before Dishonor. Just had an amazing show, SP3. Back-to-back heat on the matches, an incredible main event that we're going to get into. Before we get into it, of course, I am Righteous Red, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster of the Grab City Podcast. And with me is the homie SP3. We're going to talk about Ring of Honor, and I didn't think there would be anyone better to talk Ring of Honor, as when these re- weekly shows are happening on the timeline, when this stuff is happening, SP3 is always right there talking about the shows move by move, match by match. So who better to have on this show? First of all, welcome SV3. How did you uh, feel? Let, uh, first, I want to get your thoughts on kind of the buildup going into the show and uh, how the show as a whole kind of uh, came up to that. I mean, I think there was a lack of a build. I think if we're all being honest with each other, we all saw this kind of kind of coming about maybe a month or so ago but first of all i want to say you know thank you reg for having me here thank you to kate for inviting me on i've been wanting to talk about ring of honor with you reg for so so long because i I feel like we are we are one of the the representatives you us two along with kate of yeah. the Ring of Honor kind of uh, fan base of current era that has transferred over from previous eras. And exactly. we all came in at different times. So it's very cool to kind of talk about, oh, when did you become a member? It's like, it's right. like a, a cl- <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you, you get in? in? <laughs> <laughs> when did you I was like 2004, I was like 2016. <laughs> 
and I told this to Kate when she did her uh, Samoa Joe versus CM Punk uh, watch along that that rivalry was what made me discover Ring of yeah. Honor. And I was mm-hmm. like 16 years old. It was like 2004. And I was very much, this was WWF in the middle of, or WWE mm-hmm. in the middle of Triple H, Reign of Terror, and JBL. Some tough on times over there, SP3. I, I wasn't <laughs> feeling it. I was trying to get my fix from TNA on Wednesday because I still had the black box, Reg. I still had the hey. black box with the illegal cake. So I used to get See, those $10. We were just talking cake. about that, I think, on Ask Graphs today. And I was and look, they had a weekly pay-per-view show for $10, and most of us can't afford $10 a week, bro. That's crazy. But SP3 had, of course, the ultimate cheat code in a black household, a black box. <laughs> black box with the remote. You got to have a remote as well. Can't come one without the other. So I had that. So I was watching those $10 pay-per-views. But nice. then you got guys dressed around in uh, penises and it's Jeff crazy. Jarrett being slap nuts and yeah. beating my favorites like Monty Brown and stuff. So it was mm. hard times in 2004. And then my friends told me about Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. And I had seen Punk from TNA. Uh, I had heard about this Samoa Joe from being over here on the East Coast. And then I watched the matchup. I became a Ring of Honor fan. Kept up with like you remember the the old uh, Ring of Honor weekly thing on the on yeah. the website. I, yeah. That's how I used to keep up with Ring mm-hmm. of Honor because I wasn't up on getting the DVDs yet. That would be like another year before right. I would start getting the DVDs. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how long I've been with Ring of Honor. So I'm very excited to be here talking about it. We're talking about Death Before Dishonor, one of the staple Ring of Honor pay per views, right. and this show from top to bottom felt like kind of kind of a culmination of different eras of ring of honor coming together mm-hmm. it kind of felt like what they were trying to do if you remember edge in 2019 mm-hmm. yeah and they had like they got juice robinson and mark yep. haskins mm-hmm. and they had roosh and dragon lee mm-hmm. so they were doing like lucha libre meets strong style meets yep. like this technical wrestling and that's what this kind of smorgasbord of a show felt mm-hmm. like yeah i always love uh every time that they have a great weekly show and I'm talking with Kate. Anytime you get the essence of what ring of honor represents, that's all we really are here for. And this show off rip had the essence of ring of honor represents the thing that kind of gets muddied up in, in ring of honor being attached to the collision tapings is those fans could be tired by the end of that. Imagine like trying to watch a ring of honor show after you just watch that FTR and bang, bang gang tag match like you're gonna be tired as hell they took you through an emotional roller coaster and then after that you're gonna watch a ring of honor show so it's a tough thing but here this is people that bought ring of honor tickets to see ring of honor shows with ring of honor wrestlers on it and i think that they did an amazing job of doing it they really loaded up the card a lot yesterday uh, as the show was going on honor club and as tony khan was tweeting out we got a lot of what was to come on this show and they executed starting with the zero hour which I thought was super strong when it came to uh, showing exactly what that Ring of Honor style is and getting a lot of these wrestlers on the card that deserve to be here, that have been working kind of throughout these weeks and months on Honor Club that need to come and represent. And I thought they started out really strong here, especially because like they had some really representation of what Ring of Honor represents. I mean, starting with the pure champ or pure match with uh, Josh Woods and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, it's kind of like, this is Ring of Honor. 
you're about to get all kinds of different styles. So kind of what did you think like off rip with the zero hour show and how did you feel about the presentation and how the crowd was here tonight? And that was where I got that kind of like uh, kind of spreading out of styles and different styles was from zero hour right off right off the jump. And the Mm -hmm. crowd, I thought I thought it was such a great move bringing Death Before Dishonor to Trenton, New Jersey, because when I hear Trenton, New Jersey, I think Ring of Honor. I'm from the East Coast, born and bred New York City. Mm -hmm. I did not know Trenton, New Jersey existed until Ring of Honor started running shows. There's so many places (laughs) like that throughout history that if it wasn't for pro wrestling, like ECW, ECW went so many places that I was like, what? Where are y'all? Like, what do you? That's not a real place. That doesn't exist. And yeah, here we go. Yeah, so many different places, but yeah, that the Trenton, New Jersey is one of them. So I thought the crowd was very uh, loud, you know, starting off, and they got mm-hmm. into things, and they helped out a lot of the matches on Zero Hour. I thought uh, Woods and Williams was a nice way to kind of, like you said, set the tone in saying, like, this is pure rules. You're going to get something different with mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor, and, you know, I, I appreciate that, that they, start, they can start off with that type of matchup that usually you would see kind of middle of the show or yeah, after exactly. a, a mm-hmm. kind of a, a more red hot of an opener. So I like that, that they started off with this type of matchup. Yeah. And I'm really big fan of both of these guys. I think going forward, I always want these two to be featured prominently throughout Josh Woods is just like, I don't know. There's something about him. He has that intangible thing that you need and I think he's a really good wrestler and I think if he's given more opportunity I just said this on the show yesterday he's given more opportunities he could be one of the biggest wrestlers in ring of honor he could be featured in any division him being in the pure division is great but he could also be a contender for Samoa Joe in the TN the 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 TV championship because he just could fit in anywhere honestly if they paired him up with a good tag team it'll work so i really like to see him kicking it off getting his chance to kind of shine here and really a great way to kind of kick off the show let's get into a couple of super chats before we move on just because i want to show love to everybody showing love to us we appreciate y'all being here showing up for us and watching the ring of honor product uh ricardo l notorio says yo this pay-per-view rule yo this pay-per-view ruled i am however very high that's the way to do it, Ricardo. I mean, there's only way to really watch this show. I remember, you know, being under that same state in Hammerstein Ballroom. And those were my favorite Ring of Honor shows that I remember. I remember singing Final Countdown to Brian Danielson for the last time in Hammerstein Ballroom when he get went against Nigel McGinnis at Glory by, uh, wow. Glory by Honor. I, do you yeah, guys a- hear SP3 flexing on all of us right now? <laughs> He dropped a couple of bombs there, right? Click. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to be in Hammerstein Ballroom. I used to see D- Brian Danielson final countdown. He wrestled Nigel McGinnis. He just dropped it all nonchalant like it was nothing. I'm like, yo, you see these classic matches in these classic buildings like it's nothing. That's why he is here to represent what Ring of Honor has been happening tonight. So another one from Ricardo L. Dettorio says, wasn't Kate at the show? Kate wasn't actually at the show. This was a sick burn on her. It was in her home and she had to go to a wedding instead of being at wrestling. Can you imagine wrestling coming and interfering with wrestling? How Or wedding coming and interfering with wrestling? So rude. Too many too many W words there. But Honestly. Yes. <laughs> you came and messed up my little speech right here. That's how we, much we hate weddings. Uh, Brett Lockman says, Brent Lockman says, pretty sure the Dark Order in- intercepted Max's 
Amazon order tonight before that match. Mox's Amazon order before that match because they had a lot of plunder that you might have seen featured in that Blood and Guts match from the other night. But how, yeah, it was, it was like he got they got the leftovers of what was left over from Bloody Guts. We got Legos. They didn't have any ladders in Blood and Guts. Smart move there. But yeah, they they did use a lot of stuff. And we'll we'll get into that. And we'll also got uh Humper chats to yeah. to get to. And of course, gotta ask the people to of course subscribe here and subscribe over at Fightful Select. Uh, FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the game. And like uh, Red said earlier, Axe, Grap City, that's my favorite show. So you should go over Come and on, spend man. that $5 and go over and listen to Axe Grabs. We really appreciate y'all. Yeah, definitely do that. Subscribe. Pay your $5. Get all the best news. Sean Ross Sapp, you know, has got crazy news right now. If you want news yeah. on SmackDown, if you want news on Ring of Honor, if you want news on the all the world of wrestling, definitely pay your $5. And then you can see shows like Ask Rhapsody where Phil and I kind of go into it. Valhalla, Valab uh, Mamapudi says SP3 and Reg. Now, this is a combo I like. Agreed, man. We've been waiting to do this and waiting to set it off for a really long time, and I'm happy that it finally happened. Alan Hess just uh, sends in a nice little hump. Really Vala, Vala B, I've been here. Don't worry. I, 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 I pronounced it like that my first Vala time. Vala B. First few times. Vala B. That's the, that's the, that's the homie right there, Vala B. Shout He's out. always Thanks. in here, too. Yes. Vala B, I really appreciate it. You're always showing support. You're always representing. I can't talk. I don't know how I'm a rapper. I don't can barely put together words at the same time. It, it, to be fair, it is like you know, like ele- almost eleven thirty, you know, Eastern eight thirty over there. After like seven p.m. over here, I'm a little I'm a little wonky myself. I I usually do a lot of my my, my podcast earlier in the day myself. You see, uh, uh, Grapsity starts at nine a.m. for a reason, so I could be on and be sharp. If it started at nine p.m., it'd be a completely <laughs> different show. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> I'm going to get right back into the uh, the card here. Appreciate y'all sending it in the Super Chats. Again, if you want to get your Super Chat read here on air, send it in. We'll give it up to you. And, of course, thank you for the support. Get your Humper Chats in. Subscribe. Um, next, we had a really strong match in the Zero Hour. It was Darius Martin and Action Andretti taking on the workhorsemen of Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. I love Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake so much. As a tag team, they represent the spirit of what Ring of Honor was, is, and is going to be. They're hard-hitting. They do some high-flying. J.D. Drake hit a moonsault at one point in here for a really hot tag. Uh, Action Andretti and Darius are a very, really surprising tag team, too, because when Dante went out, it was very upsetting for a lot of people, and we didn't really know where Darius was going to be. But he just kind of pivoted with Action Andretti and moved forward very quickly. These guys were super hot. At one point, Action Andretti got up JD Drake in like a torture rack and uh, Darius spinned him around into a neck breaker. Wild action. Everybody looked great in this. And I think that moving forward, Collision is going to be a great space for both of these tag teams because I think the way that that tag team match last week kind of set the tone. If we're going to get great tag team action like this the workhorsemen and as they announced darius and uh action andretti are going to take on the bang bang gang tomorrow at collision i think this is a great place for them how did you feel about it sb 
I really enjoyed this one because they kind of went into like the third gear and just put their foot down and just made it to like a very good uh, finish to the matchup. There was like a couple of spots I want I took note of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Action Andretti with like standing on JD Drake's uh, back at one point and then right. doing basically an Escalera all around into mm-hmm. a head scissors. Wow. I thought his hot tag, he looked great. I thought this was the best that uh, Action Andretti has looked since the fight without honor which Agreed. i thought that was the best he looked since the jericho match that so was a great match we need to put more of these type of performances up mm-hmm. there uh and they teased uh you know him hitting that finisher like you said the torture rack position into the neck breaker like the whole match so they mm-hmm. told a little bit of a story as well which is different for uh the type of matches that i usually expect from what i what i call them action flight uh <laughs> okay. just make it e- just make it easier on ourselves that I hate- does make it easier <laughs> why did you tell me this like legit 10 weeks ago sb3 send me a dm i've been having these roh posts shows all the time calling them fake ass tough flight and it's been action flight this whole time <laughs> I, I i was at first i was calling them extra red bone top flight <laughs> but uh <laughs> action that's a deep flight. cut not a lot of people are gonna get that one <laughs> action flight worked better for uh people who didn't understand Perhaps. that deep cut but yeah no i really under i really enjoyed them as a team now i feel mm-hmm. like they have finally gelled with one another and developed right. good chemistry and they make for a great like baby face underdog tag team and i 100 mm-hmm. agree with you red we need more for the work horsemen they're Come too on. good Come they on. are they are like just plucked out of like 2002 through 2005 ring of honor and they're just in 2023 and they're lost they're like what are we doing this is not the ring of honor on the money gonna come to they are they are like they are like the next evolution like i say with like you you've been bringing up bang bang game i say jay white is like and then this generation's evolution of the main event heel wrestler Mm-hmm. He is what Triple H was for the generation when we were growing up, yeah. what Ric Flair was for the 80s, what Harley Race was before that, and so on and so forth before him. Jay White is that now. Right. And I feel like the Work Horseman is like the Ring of Honor evolution of yeah, what man. No Remorse Corp with Davey and Rocky <laughs> to American Wolves to spinning, Red y'all. Dragon He's spinning, to, y'all. <laughs> to the Work Horseman. Mm-hmm. We are here now. And this is the next evolution. J.D. Drake, so underrated. I want more for this guy. I, I want more for this team. They yeah. need to they need to do more with them, 100%. Spitting. Those was bars. Yeah, just do more with these. And it just shows how strong the Ring of Honor tag team division is. And that's what was kind of making me upset when they weren't be defended or represented even yeah. for a lot of those Honor Club episodes. It was like, yo, you guys got some amazing tag teams in here. Why is this happening? But yeah. Great match from both, and uh, they did. Like I said, they they said that uh, Darius and Action are getting a title or getting a shot at the Bang Bang Gang tomorrow. They did a lot of that throughout this episode, where they kind of tied in collision uh, announcements or collision things. How did you feel about that aspect? Does it bother you when they kind of add in the AEW thing? Do you think it takes away from what ROH is supposed to be? I, I think it does dilute it a bit. I don't think it yeah. 100% takes it away, but it does dilute it to like remind you, like, hey, you're still watching AEW. That's <laughs> you, what it kind of. You know what kinda, this is. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of 
like, oh, you 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 forgot? You've been watching all this good wrestling. You're like, oh, it feels like Ring of Honor again. No, reminder, AEW Dynamite. This Tony one, Khan's like, like, hey, don't forget who paid for this, big dog. Do not forget who paid for this. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's, it's a wedding. And the, the the bride's family wants to keep reminded, like a shout mm-hmm. out by the DJ, like yep. shout out to the wife's family. They yep. paid for all this. The they dad at me. the wedding does his toast, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, do not forget, this wedding would not be happening if I wasn't here." That was Tony. It's all me. That's Tony Khan. He is the bride. Respect, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you do yeah. the same thing? One one hundred, and we know if Vince would have got this, he would have been on. doing the same thing. So that shit would have been like, called WWE presents Ring of Honor. Like they're lucky that we didn't get AEW presents Ring of Honor. You know, and, and I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, if they if they did that, I I think they would be moving more tickets as far as really it, as a, as, a, as an individual product. I think hey. it might be running more tickets if it was all Elite Wrestling presents Ring of Honor. A- I think it a- would move more to SP3 with some controversial takes over here. He's saying if AEW presented this, it might get more people talking. That's very interesting. I'd like to hear how you guys feel about that in the chat. Like, do you guys feel the same way? Do you feel like if AEW added some more branding to it, maybe that it'll kick off a little bit more than it does? Very interesting take. Uh, right after that, we had a great women's match. One of our favorite wrestlers in the world, Trisha Dora. Looking amazing. After her New Japan Dojo stint, she looks like a completely different wrestler. She was great before. She's even better now. But SP3, Layla Hirsch, man. What? (laughs) It's just destruction and disorder. She came back, and she's doing exactly what she did before she left. She had the stigma on her of being a badass. Everybody wanted her to just go in there. People were saying they wanted her to be a part of Team Tass ori- originally. People wanted her to be part of the Blackpool Combat Club now. They know how she gets down. And she did a lot of that in this match. This was a very technical ground-based contest here. They had a lot of counters to each other. Uh, Layla showing that her knee is ready to go. She was out there rolling with Trish. Trish was looking fantastic with their new Japan dojo setup. There was one point that they were in the corner and Layla did this thing where she faked out Trish and kicked her leg out from under. And I was just like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't like, you know, just like one little spot. It felt like it was straight out of the Brian Danielson, William Regal playbook. She mm-hmm. basically leads Trish back her into the corner in the lockup and steps on her foot. So when Trish has to back up after the referee says to back up, she can't. She can't move. So then she steps on her knee, makes a drop on her ass, and then stomps on her arm. Come I was on. like, yo, you hurt the knee. You hurt the arm. You embarrassed her. I was like, you checked multiple boxes. That Come was such on. a great spot. And it led into the heat. And then, you know, Trish made her come back with like a nice power bomb out of an arm bar. And mm-hmm. I thought the, the, the uh, finish was really good with Layla with like a nasty basement drop kick. Yeah. And then Trish came back with like a, a backbreaker. You got hard hit, hard hit in action. Then you get the pin exchange. And then you got Hurch uh, locking in a cross arm breaker for the win. So I thought, yeah, I thought this match exceeded my expectations so, right. so much. Like, like this, this went up to like 10 at like the five minute mark and it just never let up it was very hard hitting more hard hitting than i thought it would be and i thought it would be with these two 
Yeah, it, this one got me between a rock and a hard place because I love Trish so much and I just wanted to win. And I kind of feel like since she joined the infantry a couple of weeks ago and what she's been doing on Ring of Honor TV, she's kind of had the trajectory like maybe she could be the one to challenge for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship coming up here. But Layla Hirsch just came in like a damn Tasmanian devil and just destroyed everything they were talking about, saying, don't forget about her remember that she is one to watch and put herself immediately in title contention because you just like want to see that showdown of whoever is now the women's ring of honor champion we'll talk about it later i want to leave you with some suspense what if you didn't see the show this is true this is true (laughs) but we we got to remember to talk about this because i was like i thought this win was leading to eventually the big woman showdown is willow and layla Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll we'll talk about what happened in the main event. But, but we, but, we but. didn't mention Sky Blue uh coming. Oh out yeah, Sky Blue. Yep. After mm-hmm. the matchup, Layla when, uh, attacked uh, Trish after the match. Had her locked down, and Sky Blue. Of course, here comes Sky Blue. She's on every single AEW show that exists. <laughs> if there's a camera in the building and there's fans there, Sky Blue is going to be there for some reason. Here she comes to make the save. They announced a match for Sky Blue tomorrow. Also on Collision, she's going to be taking on Taya Valkyrie. So another tie-in. Here comes Sky Blue to save the day. We're going to give Taya another loss, though. You think so? I, I mean, I, I, I think that's the sky blue losing, huh? That'd yeah, be I think that sky is higher on the pecking order right now than, yeah. than Taya. And you just mm. you just did the Taya title match, which I was a little confused about because they did the whole Taya versus Hikaru Shida matchup and Shida won. And then Taya got a shot at the world <laughs> title. I was confused by all of that. But very I interesting. Think, I think blue is higher on the pecking order. I agree. I agree. I think that's, that's exactly where it is. And then last on the final hour, uh, zero hour was the homie AR Fox taking on Shane Taylor. A lot of energy in this AR Fox's theme song. Josiah just destroyed that so hard. Every time that song pops off, I'm just like, Hey, yo, he got like the energy of AR Fox in the bounce. So right. Like, I don't like, yes. Uh, how did you get it so correct, so on the money? I don't know. It just works out so so well. Shane Taylor is pissed off, though, SB3. He wanted to win the tournament to challenge Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. He came up short, so he is out here angry. I mean, when, is it, when isn't he angry at this point? Every time he's out there, he's angry. AR Fox, on the other hand, though, is just such a ball of fire he's hitting all his ar fox spots he hits the big springboard imploding tope con hilo that's just insane shane taylor like i said is just angry he's throwing forearms he's throwing elbows he's headbutting he's trying everything to slow down ar fox but ar fox is on a trajectory because he has a big title match coming up this wednesday against orange cassidy so it was going to be hard for him to get the, uh, to lose here, he ends up hitting uh, Shane Taylor with the rolling DVD into the 450 for the win. Uh, AR Fox here, he has been get, having a really strong showing throughout this kind of honor club uh, thing. But um, I'm surprised, honestly, SB3, because I really did think Shane Taylor was going to win that tournament against Samoa Joe. And Same. I thought that he was going to be the one to potentially dethrone Samoa Joe. 
I wouldn't have been surprised, and it would have been like like we've been saying talking about this whole review is like different generations of Ring of Honor, like the mm-hmm. big bad dude of like the last generation of Ring of Honor versus the all time big bad dude would be Shane Taylor versus Samoa Joe. Right. But at, as far as this matchup, I absolutely love this. Mm-hmm. Like this was a splendid like clash of styles where you got Shane Taylor who's so rough, so rugged, so scrappy, but also he's got all this size, all this power to him. Mm-hmm. While AR Fox, like you said, it just has so much energy and so much agility and uses his athleticism in such unique ways that sometimes his opponents aren't ready for him. But I just love the the little touches to the matchup. Like when Shane Hat was on offense and roughing him outside the ring at ringside, and he just pops him in the mouth. And I'm just like, I'm like, why you had to do that to him? Why you had to pop him in the mouth like that? He Man. always slows people down like that. He's good at that one. Dude, my favorite part of the matchup you did not mention was Caprice on commentary when he was absolutely <laughs> outraged when Shane took off Fox's do right. Dude. <laughs> Dude, listen. This was, this was the match for us. Listen, <laughs> points were made. Caprice knows exactly what it's like. He knows what it takes to put it on. He knows what it takes to keep it on. And for somebody Dude. to rip it off, that's disrespectful. Caprice was out here spitting facts. He said he took his do rag off. Now he will never have waves. He's like he got. He said, and I quote, "He got to get a whole new do rag and start over." I yo, I literally was in tears. Shout out literally, to Caprice. Shout out mm-hmm. to Caprice Coleman because that was the best call of the whole entire night. And then I, I like the finish with Taylor. He was just like, "Shoot, I gotta do my finisher from the top rope" because he right. did the welcome to the land. And, uh driver which i thought i thought was over i did agree Yo, with you. that I thought, spot I th- right there where they that sequence where he ended up with that was crazy i thought it was over right there and i was like oh they gonna make ar lose before he versus uh orange so when he kicked out i was like oh okay uh but i like taylor just being like shoot i gotta hit my finisher from the top rope mm-hmm. i can't just hit my finisher so he looks for marcus garvey driver on the on the top rope and that leads to fox showing off his strength to do that cartwheel DVD that he did at the end and then finishes them off with the 450. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I'm a huge fan of AR Fox. Been seeing him over here on the East Coast for what feels like two decades now. And Shane Taylor, one of my favorite wrestlers, kind of like unsigned right now, which I, I will be begging until he, he stops appearing on Ring of Honor. Why have you signed him, Tony? Because this should be the guy that you build this new Ring of Honor around. This guy can talk. He's got the character. He can work with just about anybody. And especially when it's a guy like A.R. Fox, who's so talented, such a great high flyer. He makes such the perfect base for them. And that's why I enjoyed this matchup. There's a couple of guys like Shane Taylor that I say, um, shout out to AC Mack who just retired. Uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're like the complete package where like in order to really understand them 100%, you got to let them talk first. And I feel like Shane Taylor's one of those wrestlers is you let them talk yeah. and then that's going to draw them in. And then you see him and then that's going to take it over the edge. They haven't let Shane Taylor talk enough in ring of honor and they need to ramp it up because the things that he was doing with the Shane Taylor promotions was one of the hottest things in ring of honor before the turnover to what they have now. So, uh, I hope that he does get a shot kind of moving forward. Uh, two losses in a row is not a good sign, but 
you know how it goes. He could just be having a bad week and uh, he's going to do it. Let's get into the main card here yes. because that's when things really got kicked off. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor started out with the Righteous Reg Invitational Spot Foo to the death, two luchadors doing all the flips in the world. Who could do the most flips and how many times can Reggie jump up and down seeing all these flips? It was a lot, you guys. That was the answer. And it was awesome. I loved every bit on it. We had Command Air, Commander taking on Young Bandito's brother, Gravity, in a luchador lucha off. This is probably the perfect way you want to start a Ring of Honor paper. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap. Play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. It felt just like this at Supercard of Honor a few months ago. They started off with Commander and Vikingo. You do the same thing here. And SP3, these guys threw out all the flips, all the dives, all the spot foo that you can really get into. Commander hit this springboard. He did double springboard off the second rope to double springboard on the top rope to hit his big corkscrew uh, moonsault yeah. dive. Uh, Gravity did a super weird Ric Flair bump into the corner, and then he flipped it up and did a dive off of that, too. These guys were just like, how wild can I get? Who could get even crazier into it? All the great, amazing spot food you can ex expect. Uh, the super crazy commander running the top rope to bounce off the next rope and hit a big moonsault. Just yes. insane stuff. How do you do this? He's a superhero. He's a video game character. I don't understand it. But as a huge surprise to me here, SP3, Gravity picks up the win, the surprise win over Commander. And then they announced what we've all been waiting for, you guys. <laughs> when we heard that Gravity was announced on this show, taking on Commander, there was only one joke that I saw for the last 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> Just one. Wonder what Pac's going to think. Wonder what Pac's going to say about this match. Wonder if Pac's going to see Gravity after this. Pac of Gravity, Pac of Gravity. Right after this match, right after Gravity gets the win against Commander, they announced this Wednesday on Dynamite, Pac is taking on 
the man that he no, the man that the man Pac is taking on forgot gravity. Gravity <laughs> forgot Pac, and now he has to remember him because they're taking on each other this Wednesday at Dynamite. It's crazy. Getting to know each other again. <laughs> Reuniting people. Rekindling that relationship. <laughs> Rekindling. You forgot about him. Here he is. Welcome, everyone. But that's what made this win make sense. And I yes. totally agree with you. They need to start every Ring of Honor pay-per-view like this now. Some like you, you're, you're two for two as far as delivering these action-packed, high-flying. There's no type of psychology. No. There's no type of story to this. Absolutely this not. Just flips. This yes. is flips. This is cool to watch. This is the stuff, honestly, re- regardless of what you feel about your storytelling and all your, your great your great stories and stuff, this is the stuff that Ooh. gets the casual fans. Yep. It's this stuff. Nine times out of ten, uh, most of the casual fans I've met in my life, it was because of a Will Ospreay versus Ricochet matchup. Bro. That's how I got most people into wrestling. It's because they were like, Wow, I ain't never seen anything like that. That's much different from every other sport I see. That's much different from every other form of entertainment I see. This is what it's for. And I love good Lucha Libre with people who know how to do good Lucha Libre. I feel Commander is very talented, but he is still very green. And I feel like he can only work with these guys that know how to do the Lucha Libre. That's why he's had great matches or a guy who's just all around awesome like Jay White. Jay White yeah, had a great somebody who can base it'll work, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, or he can, he does this with these Lucha Libre type guys. Him and Vikingo, I thought that match at Supercard of Honor was five stars. This was a great opener to the show that just got the people on their feet, got them excited for the rest of the show, and then they gave us a surprising finish as well with Gravity getting the win, and he needed this win. I, I thought the whole point of this matchup was to get Gravity over mm-hmm. if. Even if I thought he was going to lose, but I thought in the loss, he was going to get over. We're going to showcase him. He had a nice showcase against Ray Phoenix on Ring of Honor television, had right. one here, and he gets the win. And now he's going to be on Dynamite. That's a success story right there. Yeah, and it's interesting. I saw Gravity probably a year and so ago at a West Coast Pro show, and they were like, oh, this is Bandito's brother. And he has improved a bunch since then the match tonight looked way better than he looked in he's seen that he's been working on his craft he's seen that he's been getting better i mean if bandito's your brother i'm sure that he's constantly just like i gotta get better than my brother and that's just enough to uh to motivate somebody to do this yeah so shout out to him getting the shot on dynamite against pack pack's gonna be very angry after the events of of things that happened recently so uh it's gonna be a tough night for the boy gravity i feel for him uh next up we had for the ring of honor television championship the king of television samoa joe taking on the winner of the uh television title tournament that they had very recently on ring of honor championship dalton castle a lot of interesting things going on here first of all stokely cat stokely hathaway is on commentary for this match and he is cutting up off rip he is just (laughs) being stokely hathaway the best one of the best signings that in all of AEW, just since the yeah. beginning, I knew that when he got released from WWE or he didn't sign his contract or however it happened over here, that 
wherever he went, he was going to be a great asset to them. And I think he's been even better than expected, better than advertised. So shout out to Stokely being here. He got involved kind of here in the match. The match uh, goes off. Samoa Joe is dominant. He's out there not caring, beating Dalton Castle up. They get on the outside. The boys start to play a role in here. Samoa Joe's trying to take this beating to the outside on Dalton Castle. You know how he gets when he's on the outside of the ring. He wants to hit an ole ole kick, pay tribute to uh, Samoa Joe 2003. But the boys, they keep tossing Dalton Castle in before Samoa Joe's able to get to the floor and really getting this beating off. It happens a few times where the boys distract the referee. They distract somebody. They get Dalton Castle a little bit ahead of Samoa Joe. And it was getting Samoa Joe off guard he was really upset so at one point Samoa Joe crawls over to the announce table and he grabs Stokely Hathaway and he says fix this fix what's happening right now Stokely looks petrified terrified Samoa Joe's been ruining his life for a number of weeks now (laughs) so what he does is runs over to the ref to complain to get the boys thrown out of the match it distracts Dalton Castle who ends up getting caught up by Samoa Joe Coquina Clutch for the win. Samoa Joe, still your Ring of Honor television champion. SP3, how did you feel about the match and who is ever going to beat Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor television championship? I I thought the match was solid. It was a solid matchup. I I didn't think that these two guys' styles meshed very Mm. well when the match was made, but it Mm. was about as uh, what I was expecting from this matchup. And I like that they used it more to tell a story. One of how Dalton gets all this help from Mm. the boys, and usually it's undetected by the referee, and two, the Samoa Joe manipulation and bullying. Basically, (laughs) Basically, Samoa Joe is Devo, and Stokely is red. <laughs> One million percent. That's exactly what it is. It's 100% that. And I love seeing it every single time. So Stokely getting involved, that popped me. Him throwing out the boys, that popped me. And then Joe winning immediate, almost immediately right, right after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed the story that they told here. As far as who's going to beat Samoa Joe, it's the same person I said going into Supercard of Honor. It needs to be Mark Briscoe. This man makes this ROH TV title sound like it's on the level of the yeah. Ring of Honor World Championship because right. of how badly he wants to hold it and how long this story has been going on. So Agreed. I I want Mark Briscoe to finish his story. I think that was what we were leading to on this show before you know Eddie Kingston went to the G1 and before Mark Briscoe's injury. I think we were going to lead, and Tony Khan basically confirmed that by saying that he was going to do Joe versus uh, Mark Briscoe here. I think we were going to have the crowning achievement for him here, but if he can come back by final battle, that's even better. That would be a nice little mm-hmm. moment as well. I mean, that's hopeful thinking with, mm-hmm. with the type of injury he has. It says he, they said the rest of the year, but I'm going to be hopeful. And as far as Stokely Hathaway, Stokely Hathaway is like, if you went to high school, with like like a world famous actor like that's how i feel because he's a roh og people tend yes. to forget that mm-hmm. he used to be the he was the original manager for moose yeah moose moose used moose to come is, out with the shoulder pads and the football helmet <laughs> 
with Stokely out of the mm-hmm. way as his manager. So mm-hmm. I will always stand by Stokely. I think he's one of the best on the mic, one of the funniest in professional wrestling, period, and outside of professional wrestling. Stokely Hathaway is a gem, and he's been gold on Ring of Honor television. 100% agreed. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, we're about halfway through the show, you guys. So, of course, I want to say if you want to submit your super chats, get them in right now. Thank you guys for supporting. You want to submit humper chats, get those in. Uh, if you want to just say something, shout out to your boys. Thank you again for uh, coming along for this ride with SP3 and I. We're going to get a cut to a couple of more matches, then we're getting to some super chats. Next up, we had I want to shoot to SP3 though, because he was uh probably the most excited person on the timeline for the result of this match. The tag team championship match. You saw the Ring of Honor tag team champions, the Lucha Bros, taking on the best friends, taking on Ozzy Open, taking on uh the kingdom. I can't believe I forgot the kingdom yeah. and I wanted the kingdom to win. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm very upset about this. SP3, just take it, man. Just take it. There were so many highlights in this yeah. matchup, Reg. I know. Like I know. this, this was another one that was an ROA staple. ROA yeah. staple, these tag team four corners, because ROH for the longest time, for people who were unaware had the best tag team division out there. It's a long even, time. It, For it a, was long a long time. Long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I, it was 2007 where I was in Hammerside Brawl Room watching Briscoe's and, uh, main event. Briscoe's L versus, versus El Generico and Kevin Steen. He flexing again, you guys. He flexing again. Main evented over Morishima versus Brian Danielson, which was my match of the year that year. It main evented over that because tag team wrestling, they put on such a high level. Briscoes, American Wolves, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks. This felt like a kind of a return to that a bit. There were so many highlights in this matchup. You had Ray Phoenix early on. He does a spring a spring off of Davis's knee into a cutter on uh, Fletcher. That, that was hard. crazy. Mm-hmm. Then you get the, the dive spot, the dive section, where you get Aussie open on the outside. They do their meet in the middle, uh, back-to-back bump uh, spot on the floor on Best Friends. Then you get Taven does the Undertaker over the rope dive onto <laughs> yes. onto uh, Aussie Open. I love that then dive. Luke, yes, I I love it every single dive. I have mm-hmm. to call it the Taker over the rope dive. I just can't mm-hmm. call it the over the rope dive because no. it's Takers over the rope dive. Uh, Lucha Bros do a pair of Tope Con Helos. So basically, everyone's on the floor. You see Mike Bennett try to go up to the top. It looks like he's going to do a dive, but Trent cuts him off, does a superplex onto the entire pile. That was a nice spot. And then the finish I thought was so well done, where it yeah. set up so many different stuffs and actually made this an exciting tag team division again, which it hasn't been since Super Card of Honor. I'm look just saying. That. Would you look at that? <laughs> the finish. Sees uh, Penta setting up for the fear factor, and then mm-hmm. Trent tags himself in. So this leads to an argument between those two. Tevin comes from behind and attacks them both, but then the best friends does a uh, strong zero on Taven. However, Lucha Bros pull the referee out before three. Phoenix basically does the OD obvious distract the referee thing. Like, Come over here. I got something over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, while Penta nails Can't Trent. believe the referee <laughs> fell for that one. Are you, are you Unbelievable. 
<laughs> How much do you get paid? Come on. Unbelievable. Uh, into Nail Strength with the ROH tag title. And then the Kingdom almost win. I, I thought the Kingdom were going to win at the end there because they almost came in and won. But yeah. Davis breaks that up him and fletcher uh do their double teams and they hit coriolis on trent who's already been beaten to an oblivion to win the titles aussie open win their third set of tag team titles this year they have won the iwgp tag team championships the njpw strong tag team championships and now the ring of honor world tag team titles Tough. And Aussie Open is already already they took like two months off because Davis was injured, and then they like okay, let's get back into this tag team of the year race because they were in the lead, ladies and gentlemen, before Davis went down, and now they get back into the race by winning these titles and being a part of an absolutely excellent balls to the wall four way. I thought I thought that this was gonna be far and away the match of the night, but there was other great matches after mm. this, but this felt at this point like far and away the best match of the night because I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of it. What did you think, Reg, about all of this and the finish and how it sets up a bunch of different things. Yes, this was this one kicked into the fourth gear, like we're talking about a little bit earlier. Everybody started doing everything. I love how certain points in the matches uh they would uh, the tag teams would get their own thing. Like at one point, the kingdom had the ring cut off, but it was in a four corners match. Some way they made that work. They worked that into it. The Lucha Bros got into their thing. You know how when they get into Super Saiyan mode and they're doing uh, Phoenix is running the ropes and Penta is hidden made in Japan and they're doing all these wild stuff. It was really great. Best friends, I think, showed a lot of character work. They showed why they're veterans in this. They showed why they kind of were the glue to hold this whole match together. And then Aussie Open. Out going into this, I wanted the kingdom to get the victory just because I think what they've been doing on Ring of Honor television the last well, since they went on Honor Club, I think they've been the number one flag waving tag team of yeah. the division. They've been talking anytime you see them on TV, it's like one of my gr biggest gripes in professional wrestling. If this whole thing is about championships, anytime somebody talks, they should be like. I want that championship. Like anytime a singles wrestlers talk, they should be like, yes, yes, I got this feud with blah, blah, blah. But in the end, I want to be the world champion. And that's how it was for the kingdom. Anytime they got a promo within the last eight weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks, it was like, we're the uncrowned ring of honor tag team champions. We represent this brand harder than anyone else does. And we should be the champions. But beyond that, I think of the, where Ozzy open was headed before Mark Davis got injured was to be the ring of honor tag team champions. So it wasn't super surprising that this title change happened here because they were already being set up to be the next ones in ring of honor and do professional wrestling as a whole, I think becoming a great tag team. And like, you can't be mad at Ozzy open because at the end of the day, they are one of the best tag teams in the world. And if they are going to be defending the ring of honor tag team championships, Hopefully more than the Lucha Bros did on this run, because I don't know if they had was this any more defenses than this one. Uh, then it's going to be great for me. They had against Claudio and Willie. That's Yuta right on the goal, on Dynamite. The nothing. <laughs> uh, and they had against QT and Powerhouse Hobbs Ew. on the the Battle of the Belts before the last one. Come on, <laughs> That's but sick. I. I, I 
I'm I thought that Aussie Open was going to win mainly because I thought that they finally uh, Tony finally figured out how to solve his issue because I feel like Tony has been dealing with an issue ever since this year started because he admitted that his whole plan for this year after year one was FTR and Briscoe's and that whole all time trilogy. And he said year two, the tag team division was going to be centered around Briscoe's versus Lucha bros. Now, you know, unfortunately we don't have Jay Briscoe with us. So he's had to steer the course. They have gotten the titles on the Lucha bros, but whether it's, you know, visa issues or having one on the show and not the other, this didn't work out. Are we still going to have the Lucha Bros on Ring of Honor? And we're going to do like a proper feud with them in Aussie Open. And that's kind of finally the replacement for what was supposed to be Lucha Bros and Briscoes. Or do you think that this whole thing and the setup that we saw, you know, spoiler alert for what happens later in Mm -hmm. the night, seems like there's a setup for Death Triangle Mm -hmm. versus Blackpool Combat Club. But when I'm seeing everything go down, I'm just looking at them just like, this feels like set up for what's going on, or what's going to go on yes. on AEW more than what's going to go on on this show. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And uh, we're going to talk about it at the end of the Ring of Honor title match that it was like, wait, is this about Ring of Honor or is this about AEW? Because look at this about AEW. So, I mean, I'd really just at the end of this tag team match, just want these tag team championships to be defended. You at least have like some proving ground matches, just something that shows that this division has something to fight for. Uh, injuries are always so unfortunate. It's ruined so much this year that there's a lot of stories that were probably going to be told, but we got to start moving on quickly. If these injuries like, oh, oh, there was an injury. All right, we got to move forward with this. We can't slow walk the dog to get to these moments. A shout out to Ozzy Open for getting the win here. Very great match. Another spot food contest. Cannot complain about the amazing things that happened. After this was another tag team title match. This time the trios six-man tag team championships, which you saw the trios uh, six-man tag team champions of the Mogul Embassy, uh, Brian Cage, Toyliana, and Khan taking on Leon Ruffin. Great talent master wado and taguchi uh from new japan i thought that uh when this match was announced i was very confused still very confused as to why (laughs) this tag team was a tag team when they came out at the beginning of the match i was like huh they don't even look like they should be together like this doesn't even make sense beyond that ended up being a super fun match it felt like at the end of this match it was a showcase for leon ruffin because when he gets into that evasion dodge you can't catch me i'm gonna hit you here and then be over there uh quickly immediately after the fans always love it and at one point the crowd was really behind leon ruff taking on these three giant action figure like men on the other side of the ring that are trying to take his head off legit at every turn they're all clotheslining him suplexing him power bombing him Looking then posing right afterwards, looking like absolute superstars and beasts. But Leon Ruff here was on his way. The other two guys were just kind of there, SP3, or am I tripping? I I thought that Taguchi was low-key the MVP of this matchup. Okay. You didn't think when he got the near fall on Khan and he got that pop? Come on. I'm not the biggest Taguchi fan off rip, so I was like, eh. I'll be honest. I was not before the best of the super juniors this year, but I thought they told a a great story of him cutting out the butt stuff 
taking things seriously, and he had a great tournament. And I thought that he really actually tried here. Where he didn't do a lot of his shtick that gets annoying and doesn't get over well. He did some of the stuff that does get over well, like him being in the middle and then making all of Mobile Embassy crash into each other. Like, I like stuff like that. It's simple stuff. It gets over. It's for the whole family. I thought I thought Taguchi was really good in this matchup. I thought they highlighted uh, Wato well. I was glad he wasn't involved in the finish to this matchup. But the finish to this matchup, <laughs> dear Lord, Reg, they launched Leon. Where did Leon I like to, go? In my notes, I put the uh, the finish was the big brothers throwing their little brother into the pool from the embassy. <laughs> When three big brothers pick their little brother up and just throw them as high as they can in the air. That was the finish of this match. That mm-hmm. was exactly what the finish to this match is. If mm-hmm. there is only if there's one spot you're gonna see from this show, it should probably be that. It's them notching mm-hmm. Leon Ruffin into the air and just flat and then just pinning him. That, that was, was perfect. That was mm-hmm. perfect. That's all it mm-hmm. needed to be. I was like, no oh. exclamation point. That was the exclamation point. We just splatted this man. Like a damn egg on a hot sunny day. It was crazy. I was like, why why would you need another move after that? I was like, that was perfect. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great stuff from Leon Ruffin. I'm interested to see if he has a deal or sign. He had music. Like, I don't I kind of want to know what's going on here because every time that he's had a showing in AEW, it's been great. It's been a little while since we've seen him. So it was great to see him back here in this match. I think he may be one of the tier people that we don't hear about until yeah. a little bit later down the road. And I do mm-hmm. agree with you when he made his uh, comeback at the end. He did that kind of elusiveness that reminded me of uh, Leo Rush. Yeah, that, that was what it, that reminded me that that whole elusiveness. Oh, I'm here and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're running ropes over here. I'm running ropes over here. I mm-hmm. always think of that as the Leo, the Leo Rush spot. So anytime Leo Ruffin does it, I'll be like, oh, doing that Leo spot. Nice. Uh, yeah, super great match. Next up after that, we got the insanely entertaining pure title match. The pure champion, Cassiora Shibata, took on the dancing queen, that dude, the fool, Daniel Garcia. For the pure championship, SP3, his dancing in here was insane at one point he danced down into crisscross applesauce to face off with uh shibata he did that did that wretch he danced down into crisscross applesauce i was like we are off the rails here it's crazy a lot of this was centered around shibata being very angry that Daniel Garcia is doing the stupid dance before the match. There was a promo that Shibata was just like, I don't like that dance, man. Like, I don't know why you fans are so excited about it. I don't like it. So a lot of this was Shibata cutting off Dan Garcia, slamming him outside on the guardrails, just hitting him with extreme forearms, elbows, slaps, all that classic Shibata stuff. But Dan Garcia was like, he just wasn't having any of it. He was dancing through a lot of the pain. The crowd was really hot again, uh, hot for Daniel Garcia for a lot of this match was kind of surprising because Shibata is usually such a fan favorite. But this dance is taking over the nation, SP3. There's not a lot you could do to counteract it. Did you ever think 
when Daniel Garcia, when we used to have the debate on if Daniel Garcia should have joined the Blackpool Combat Club or if he made the right move joining the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society, that we would get to the point where he would have this dance that is so over, it's unimaginable. Do you ever think we would get here? I did not think that, what was it, eight, nine months ago, when the fans were cheering you're a wrestler mm-hmm. and Dan- daniel garcia was getting ridiculously over that when it felt like they kind of put a bucket of water on him when he was hot yeah. because they had to focus on some other things he wasn't the plan to get as over as he did then but now he is he feels he's like over. He's just as over mm-hmm. or getting more over he might he be more before. over than he was when he wrestled brian danielson which is crazy and it's because of the sports entertainment. That's what's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the mind-blowing thing about all of this. But I absolutely adore. I feel like this is a, I feel like this matchup is a baby bird, and I want to protect it like a mother hen. Mm-hmm. And I this is one of my favorite. This might be one of my favorite matches of the year for the simple story of. I can tell it to a casual fan in simple terms of two guys meet each other, one serious wrestler, the other dancing sports entertainer. The serious wrestler is upset at the dancing sports entertainer because he's dancing. So the dancing sports entertainer dances to be defiant to the serious pro wrestler and so on and so forth. That's basically the story. That's it. That's the story. (laughs) You told it. And they did it. Of the whole entire matchup, him dancing, and then Shibata like sitting down and telling him, "No, get down here, be serious, and wrestle." And him just doing this <laughs> into the sitting position, and then trying to dance through getting slapped, and Shibata saying, "No, I'm gonna hit you harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fight me!" And then him just turning it off, fighting the entire way through, and then that finish was absolutely fabulous reg of him shabbata catching him in the rear naked choke mm-hmm. and garcia realizing he can't escape <laughs> he's in the middle of the ring so he, just, <laughs> he dances into fading ridiculous away. yeah that was, i mm-hmm. was like oh whoever is the producer for this matchup five-star performance daniel garcia so ridiculous one of Daniel Garcia's best performances. Shibata mm-hmm. penalty kick to win. I thought this this was the match that exceeded my expectations the most. Fact. Because I thought it was going to be very good. And it was just absolutely great. Probably the best story of the whole entire card. You thought it was going to be like some hardcore fist and sweat flying pure title match. But Daniel Garcia is which I'll try to get him not to be, a sports entertainer. He brought that sports entertainment and brought this match up 10 notches. It's crazy. You would think that you wouldn't do that in a match with Shibata, but it worked even better because it's a match with Shibata. He he somehow had a more ridiculous ridiculous kind of just the position to a regular Shibata match than Orange Cassidy. That was that was more unique to a Shibata matchup than what Orange Cassidy did with Shibata. That just tells you how good Daniel Garcia is. This man is on another level, and it, it regardless of how you feel about Chris Jericho, 
the the whole plan and idea to pick Garcia with Jericho, it's worked because I feel like it's taken Garcia to this next level where he's found his charisma, found his thing that's getting him over, and he's still a great wrestler at the end of the day. So that's the perfect combination. Great match. Great showing from Daniel Garcia. I'm so happy to see him here in this spot. Coming into this pay-per-view, it was kind of like, well, why is Daniel Garcia back into this division? He was the pure champion before, and it kind of like just happened. But this was so different than the previous Daniel Garcia because this stupid little dance added such a better little element to it that it feels totally different than when he was in the pure division before. So amazing to see. Kind of a surprising result. I actually thought that Daniel Garcia might pull off the victory here, but Shibata's keeping that uh, ROH Pure Championship, taking it back to Japan, taking it back to New Japan Strong, showing them young boys what the man's supposed to do. I think it's going to really mean something. It has to be someone, I, I wouldn't say kind of like a new star, but it has to be someone that hasn't won this pure championship uh, mm-hmm. before. So that's why I didn't think Garcia was going to win here. Would I have loved to see it? Absolutely. But I think Garcia has kind of moved on from being in Ring of Honor and being a champion in Ring of Honor. He's more of like your AEW kind of branded talent. But like you said, he told a different story where the first time in ring of honor they told the story of the two young guns kind of mm-hmm. kind of trying to uh jockeying for position in this in this kind of rebranded company of ring of honor over the pre title and now he's kind of the young upstart trying to go against a serious pro wrestler and show him his dancing sports entertainment ways is better than serious pro wrestling so perfect perfect uh kind of second story for him to tell in ring of honor Look at them telling stories on Ring of Honor through matches and through that. Who would have thunk it? I never thought we would be here, but it is Ring of Honor. Like, who should be surprised? I would say some people would call this match, Reg. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely do not. Y'all do. Please drop the thumbs up on this video. I appreciate y'all. And if y'all drop thumbs up on the video, y'all can see me more here on Fightful. So I don't feel like a substitute teacher at a school where everybody says nice <laughs> things about me, but they never want to hire me to be a teacher. Put the <laughs> thumbs up on the video. Um... <laughs> oh, well, yes. <laughs> SV3 lighting his true feelings out here tonight. We are cooking with fire, baby boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, get your super chats and hover chats in. Probably should get into a few of them before we get into the last yeah. three matches of the show. So far, so good. Y'all are doing great. Uh, Ricardo El Notorio says, SB3, thoughts on collision success slash non-success? Uh, collision, I think, has been uh, very well done in the first five weeks. I thought last week was the best episode of Collision. Uh, that the FTR Bullet Club goal bang bang Crazy. gang matchup, one of the top five best tag team matches in AEW history, top Facts. five best on American television history. Like it, it's so amazing of a matchup. I thought Ricky and CM Punk was very good, and I think that kind of like what talking about Bullet Club Gold, they've kind of been the number one success story of Collision so far. They as have. far as like. What they said about Collision is putting a spotlight on people that weren't necessarily getting a spotlight when they just had Dynamite. 
Jay White was at the top of my list because I was getting upset as as every week passed when he when he first came and he wasn't positioned. You thought in he made a top a position. I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe you made a mistake, Jay. Maybe you should have waited for the hiring freeze to be over. You could be still working New Japan strong right now until it was over. Uh, but uh... yeah, I think that they've really put a spotlight on them. Jay feels like a main event heel. Him and Juice Robinson feel like a revelation as a tag team uh ftr feel like a prominent aew world tag team champions again so the whole program like that program between ftr and bang bang gang has been a success and it's been a big success for collision i like the old school feel to it how it starts off with the promos as far as like non-success it's just the middle stuff that they have to get to mm-hmm. like you got the uh, FTR versus Bang Bang Gangs going well. You got CM Punk feuding with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks, Samoa Joe, Jay White. That's going well. Andrade and House of Black over here is going well. But everything in between here, that's what they need to figure out. And right. I think that's when I will be on the bandwagon with everybody else who I think are very recency biased. We're mm-hmm. saying AEW Collision, best wrestling yeah. TV show uh, out there right now. No, you're just gassing it because you're a CM Punk fan. Um, but- those colliders, <laughs> man. Those colliders, that's how they get down. I think, yeah, I think if, uh, if the rumored uh, CM Punk versus Jay White is where we're going to out of this, I think these last few weeks of Collision have been absolutely the best way to get Jay White slotted into that spot. Because if, you know, there are some people, SP3, not like us that don't know about every wrestling that happens in the world and might not know why Jay White is such a great pro wrestler. And this last few weeks just showed, oh, this is why. This is why everybody's like blah, blah, blah about this. And shout out to Juice Robinson holding his own two on the way. I think everybody thought it was going to kind of be the Jay White show. But Juice is like, no, it's also Juice Robinson's show. Like, I'm showing y'all too. And he just they just made for the perfect team for FTR to go against because you know FTR loved that old school kind of slow it down style in the Facts. ring. And mm-hmm. Juice is just he's plucked out of the 90s, 100. Yeah. He's plucked out of the 90s with the cocaine from the 80s. That's mm-hmm. Juice Robinson. <laughs> That's Juice Robinson. <laughs> in a nutshell. And you know, Jay White is such an old school, like main event heel, his pacing, the way he does his counters. They just made for just the perfect opponent for FTR. I was blown away by that. Oh, that makes sense. Juice is off that 80s cocaine. Jay White. See? (laughs) (laughs) We think it now. Jay White. Open your third eye. You will see it. Juice and Jay. (laughs) Juice and Jay. (laughs) I'm telling you, bro. (laughs) We're breaking cold out here. It's crazy. Uh, our homie Van Twinplay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Our homie Van Twinplay says the two most beautifulest boys in wrestling media. That's us. Thank you, Van Twinplay. Next Sunday, y'all can tune in to Glory Pro. See two men that should be in Ring of Honor: Calvin Tankman and Xavier Walker. Big agree on that, Van Twinblade. Mm-hmm. First of all, you guys should check out Glory Pro. They put on great shows. I'd love to see Calvin Tankman get a shot. Uh, in Ring of Honor or anywhere ever in that case. Definitely watch him on MLW. They're doing some super fun things. And Xavier Walker is one of those on the cusp, one of these wrestlers that's going to really break out here soon, given the opportunity. 
Tankman, I've been seeing for the last couple of years, and I've been saying, why hasn't more companies kind of <laughs> put their eyes on him and scouted right. him and try try to recruit him? Xavier Walker, I gotta get my eyes on him and check out Glory Pro. So definitely listen to Righteous Reg. He's got he's got his eyes on the ground. This man knows talent and sees it ahead of a lot of people. So listen to him. Listen to SP3 saying, listen to me, okay. <laughs> Jake Salazar says line of the night is when Stokely said Dalton was going to be in the car listening to Barry Manilow crying <laughs> like where does he come up with this <laughs> legit I wanted like after that little match of commentary like get Stokely on commentary more if this is the kind of gems that you're going to be throwing out honestly just put him on the Samoa Joe matches if you just want to do one match shoot a Samoa Joe matches he could just do running commentary for it listen SP3 got a lot of good ideas, and it's late over there in New York, you guys. Like, I don't know how he's still keeping up with this, still coming up with ideas. We just watched a super long Ring of Honor show, and he's still like, also, you can have this, and also, you can have this. I love it. Come up with solutions, not complaints. That's Boom. what I'm always about. Our homie Vala B says, Tony got some jokes today booking Pac versus Gravity. He really did. Yo, Tony, Tony Khan is mm -hmm. one of the funniest bookers, I think, in wrestling history. The oh, fact that he did is. that, and then I don't know if you heard it or you saw it, Reg, on social media, you saw about after Blood and Guts, people were complaining about, oh, the woman only got a 66-second segment. So you know what this man did? He invented both of his Friday shows with women's matches. <laughs> Yo, he's the pettiest dude in the game. I love the it. The <laughs> funniest guy there is, Tony Khan. I love him. He's amazing. Heirs to the streets. He's, he's telling y'all. He's letting y'all know. Uh, Ricardo El Notorio says, in any case, hi, SP3. Reg, bong, blunt, or edibles? Um, I don't really be getting down with edibles like everybody else does. I'm old school. I'm an old head. So uh, <laughs> I can't even. I don't know. I don't know if my my lungs can do a bog nowadays. Really? Like, yeah. Back back when I was like in, uh, you know, I, I went to St. John's University, man. We, the, and when I was a freshman in St. John's, we were learning how to make uh, bogs out of pineapples and stuff See? like that. You know, See, I started uh, what what people might not know. I started this stuff late. I didn't do it in high school. Oh. I waited till like I was like twenty one. And like it's set in differently, so I can yeah. still hit the bong as hard as hell, and that <laughs> is what I prefer. <laughs> Spin those facts. Listen to this man. It is what it is, my bro. <laughs> Ronald Alex says 2022 ROH feud of the year, Briscoe's versus FTR, ROH feud of the year for 2023, Athena versus Willow, five effing stars. We are definitely going to talk about it here soon. I, I, uh, I can't. I can't argue with you as far as ROH. <laughs> Jake Salazar year. says uh, Bill Birmingham needs to tell Tony that we need Shibata versus Goldberg versus the Pure Title for the Pure Title at All In. <laughs> You're a sicko, Jake. <laughs> Shibata and Goldberg. What does that even mean? Imagine if Goldberg tried to get on and get on his, uh, you know, get in the Shibata sitting stance. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> You start hearing his knees That'd have to be the end of the show because they'd have to cut out while they show two referees getting him up off the mat. <laughs> you hear his knees all cranking and stuff. You got you got his son coming into the ring like, Dad, let me help you up. 
Let me help you. <laughs> and he just starts smacking. Goldberg's him. knees crack on national pay-per-view would be crazy, man. I don't think we need that. <laughs> we don't need that, folks. Let's we don't do that. need that. You see how I do it there. Like, that's why they pay me the big bucks, okay? Uh, do we have Humper Chats? Maybe we should get into a few of those. I don't know yes. if we, we even have any. I'm just saying that out loud. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, pull that up. Uh, but yeah, Jake, here. you're sick trying to get Goldberg's ass kicked. <laughs> I don't know why you want that. Poor, poor Goldberg for Shibata. Why would you do something horrible? Like How do, okay, that? real quick while you're looking that up. Do you yeah. have any interest in Goldberg in AEW? So people are being silly and some people are being serious about it. Um, as far as Goldberg in AEW, I, I just because of how AEW has been able to use legends, I think I would be interested in seeing it maybe as a one off, yeah, and then seeing it how it goes because I don't think they're going to use him in the same way that uh WWE used Goldberg right. in the especially in those last couple of years, so. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I have open optimism as far as that, but not, I, nothing too confident. Honestly, for the point that you make is exactly why, like, they would use him in such a... Tony is such a fan of, like, yeah. that, that he'd figure out a way that it probably would be fun. So I can't even say I would be mad at it, honestly. It's true. We do have some Humper Chats here. Uh, I see one from ShopKid29, who says... Issues with the build aside, this night ended up uh, being one of my favorite shows of the year. It was yeah. banger after banger, starting from the zero hour, and nothing felt uh, felt the same. The mark of a great show. 100% agree with you. I, I didn't have the highest expe- expectations going in, but I had no complaints coming out, and that is the mark of a great show. Yep, exactly. Absolutely there. And then a good question here. I shoot Reg. Uh, Wesley Wiggins uh, sends a humper chat. Thank you so much. And he says, which show do you think was better, Supercard or Death Before Dishonor? Oh, that is a good question. I was at Supercard of Honor in L.A. earlier this year. Um, there was kind of some disappointment for me in Supercard of Honor uh, with Eddie and Mark Briscoe winning. That kind of put, uh, kind of took the wins out of the sale. And then after the Dante spot, like there was too many moments. There was a great show, but there was too many moments that kind of took the wins out of my sales. That's why I think Death Before Dishonor, the show today, was better than that. Because like the main event just makes it. The main event for tonight is just like, yes, of course, this show. Yeah, I honest, I kind of agree with you because I my initial thought was Supercard of Honor, mm-hmm. only because I I don't know about you, but whenever I like see or remember a five star matchup or race up five stars, I automatically will always say that show was better than any other show. Yeah, if it doesn't have a five star matchup, so so Supercard of Honor has that Vikingo Commander matchup, which five I stars. gave five stars to. Yeah, nothing on this show off the top of my head had five star like instant reaction five star matchup but everything was good to great mm-hmm. so i do agree based on consistency and not as many down moments i would give it to death before dishonor yeah uh we got one here from uh yeah no that was the one we read earlier from vala b and 
that was one of uh, one about the embassy uh Taguchi uh matchup. <laughs> we got uh Brent Lockman who says two on the nose to say Taguchi left the forbidden door open a crack. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> clever, clever man. You got you, clever, Brent. Clever man. <laughs> you got that one, Brent. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You win that one. We we got like two more Humper Chats, but we'll read that when we get to, to the main event. So keep coming those in. You can keep sending in those Super Chat donations as well. Helps the channel grow and helps out all the contributors. So remember that. And uh, be generous and we'll read out any dollar amount and make sure you get your money's worth. Facts. Listen to SP3. We're going to get into the rest of this Death Before Dishonor card. And next up on the card, SP3, somebody sent a chat about it earlier. There was a little talk about it. But it was the fight without honor. What Kate and I have dubbed the best story that was being told the last few weeks and few months on Ring of Honor on a show filled with not that many stories. This was the one that was pretty consistent throughout the weeks. Uh, We had Stu, of course, turning his back on the Dark Order, a big surprise to me. I thought him coming back to AEW, that they were going to get back together with the Dark Order, Super Smash Bros., him and Evil yeah. were going to really do this. But he had other things in mind, Vincent and Dutch and the Righteous or trying to convince him that the Dark Order did him wrong. There's been a lot going on between them. Dark Order's also been in this feud with the Elite. So they have a lot going on going into this. And I think that anger is what prepared a lot of this match. Like I said, fight without honor. First ever six-man fight without honor. Anything goes. Immediately, this match starts going crazy. Stu uh, spears evil off the apron through a table, and then all hell breaks loose. There's barbed wire two-by-fours. There's regular two-by-fours. There's tables. There's uh, barbed wire tables. (laughs) There's just so much plunder. The crowd wants fire, of course, because they are disgusting gentlemen. That's how it is. But yeah, uh, at one point, there was thumbtacks in the ring. At another point, there was Legos in the ring. So many sharp objects to step on and stub your toe. We've seen stuff like this in PWG before. We've seen uh, crazy moments happen before. So this was a great kind of throwback tribute to that. But beyond that, SP3, this was a very violent match. A lot of blood in this. A lot of dangerous spots. At one point, there's two tables outside of the ring. Stu Grayson has Evo Uno set up on the tables. He gets a giant Jeff Hardy-style ladder, takes that ladder to the ring, starts to climb up to the top of the ladder like he's going to destroy Evo Uno through the tables. But Evo Uno slides into the ring, reverses, turns the tide on Stu Grayson, dumps him out backwards off this giant ladder through the two tables. Matt Hardy, I think SummerSlam uh, 2000 style. Just a scary backwards fall through two tables. Absolutely destroys Stu Grayson. Dark Order gets him back in the ring, hits him with the big T gimmick powerbomb onto the thumbtacks, onto the Legos, onto all that to get the victory. And like I said, SP3, the things that they've been going through with the Elite they're just angry, and I couldn't see them coming out of this match losing because they've been their backs have been against the wall for a bunch of weeks. This is a really fun match, a match uh, that I'm glad excelled like this, considering it was the best story being told throughout these weeks. 
1000% agree with you and Kate. This was the only story being told on Ring of Honor television going into this. This mm-hmm. was the best buildup of any matchup. I wasn't necessarily 100% sold on this being a fight without honor because yeah. it's been that's been such a protected stipulation. People have to understand like in a company that has had 21 22 years of history yeah. we've only had like 10 or 11 of these matches like Correct. like yeah. this is not a lot this is, this is saved for like the 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 main blood feuds this is saved for your your shane taylor versus uh versus kenny king this is saved for your el generico versus kevin steen this is saved for your homicide versus steve carino Mm -hmm. like these are like the the blood feuds that ring of honor were built on and i didn't necessarily feel like this was that even though it's been the best feud going into the show. It just hasn't gotten there yet, you think? Yeah, and it hadn't gotten there yet. If they Mm -hmm. made this a New Jersey street fight, we could have done all the same spots, and I wouldn't have felt this way. So so it's it's just a choice of wording, but this is the first time that Tony Khan has done a fight without honor, and I think that this was the most personal feud that he's done over the Ring of Honor uh, banner. So I understand all of those aspects, and it's plus it's the first time ever deal, like you said, first time trios uh, fight without honor, and I 100% mm-hmm. agree with what you said as far as the Dark Order's mindset going into this matchup. They needed this win, and yeah. especially coming off of the fact that they just beat the elite they just exactly. beat the hung hung bucks on yep. rampage so mm-hmm. you tell me they can beat the hung bugs but they turn around that would have been crazy the righteous yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that would have been crazy <laughs> they had to beat the righteous here i like the little tidbits like uh Stu grayson coming out in the white pants for the first time mm-hmm. finally finally kind of matching with his righteous brother in i like that that was a nice little uh touch to this matchup i like uh, how physical and how anytime Stu grayson and evil uno were across the ring from each other they always took that moment to kind of let it soak in yep. it's all about the little the little touch the little strokes is how you make these matches kind of mean more and i i absolutely agree with you as far as the finish i thought that was great and put a focus on Dark Order getting revenge on the friend that betrayed them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we really hadn't seen despite Dark Order having a lot of friends who either betray them or just forget about them. They used to have a giant group of like 10 members and now it's like three of them. Like y'all lost all your homeboys. All your homeboys then left you. Uh, fucking Preston Vance went out to another group. Like, I don't even know if a negative one gets down with y'all anymore. Like, it's bad out here for the guys. Negative one, like yeah, y'all, y'all guys ain't cool. I can't, I can't talk about y'all at the cafeteria table anymore. Like, I ain't got. It was like my homeboys asked me about the dark order. I put my head down. <laughs> my homeboys be like, I saw you on BTE, <laughs> but you was hanging out with them Dark Order guys. He was like, and I told them, I'd be like, that's the only way I could get on the show. I'm I sorry, know, guys. Right? <laughs> Gotta ride these losers' coattails. But look, they're not losers anymore. They got the victory here. A great match, really fun stuff. A great way to kind of uh, increase that variety that we're getting here with this show. There's luchadors. There's fight without honors. There's great tag team wrestling. There's great, great women's wrestling here at the end. So it was good. It was a great spot to have here in the match that led into what they build as the double main event. 
In the first half of the main event, we saw the Ring of Honor world champion, Claudio Castagnoli, taking on the man that gravity forgot. He's just back. Pack. And look, right off rip, Claudio is still angry from Blood and Guts. He starts the match uh, before the bell rings by attacking um, Pack, And it's kind of hypocritical because these are kind of things that he would be mad at Eddie Kingston for. He's been telling everybody that they don't have honor and they fight without honor and they need to be better. And he's the Ring of Honor world champion and he's honorable. But he wasn't honorable to start this match, man. He did it exactly wasn't honorable the, the whole match. <laughs> yeah, like he was wilding the whole time, like going against the rules, going against everything he's kind of been pitching. Showing that Eddie Kingston was right. Eddie Kingston, you better come back and let him know. But yeah, what could you expect from this kind of contest? It's Claudio, it's Pac, two of the best wrestlers in the world. They brawled for a lot of this. Pac hit some moonsaults off of some places. Claudio looks like he's just such a great wrestler. And it sounds so crazy because he's older and because he's been around for hit for so long this is gonna sound insane feels like he hasn't even hit his prime yet as a wrestler which is correct like he's an older wrestler it still feels like in five years he's gonna be the best wrestler in the world because he's that good that's how good he is at this that he's still consistently improving every year he hasn't took his foot off of the gas and it was on display here for a lot of this match the way that he manipulates in the way that he's a base for wrestlers and the way that he does backbreakers and the way that he stretches wrestlers and the way that he counters it's just all that put together it's really hard to defeat claudio when he's in his zone and i felt like he got in his zone here he might have caught pack off guard here i think is what the issue is pack was might might have been watching his old promos from ring of honor expecting him to kind of be on this honor thing and kind of jumping off, jumping him off rip, got him off his guard. How did you feel about it? SP three. Yeah. It kind of felt like that. Like pack wasn't expecting that type of strategy from mm -hmm. Claudio, but I love, I love the fact that Claudio is a hypocrite in a lot of ways. <laughs> like we keep, we keep going back to this theme of we're seeing a lot of ring of honor kind of be redone this mm -hmm. Claudio world title run. It's just Nigel McGinnis world title run, guys. Yeah, that's that's all it really is. It's mm -hmm. Nigel McGinnis's mm -hmm. world title run because mm -hmm. Nigel McGinnis was a guy who won the world title based on honor, kind of like Claudio. And then eventually he started hearing the fans talk about how he's always injured. He doesn't defend the title enough. Should and be Brian just, Danielson in the should spot. Be, should be Brian mm -hmm. Danielson. It shouldn't <laughs> even be you. And eventually he just started using more nefarious ways more and more as his title run got and he became one of the longest reigning ring of honor world champions of all time and i think we might be heading down that same route with claudio castanoli because i totally agree i, I don't know if i agree with he hasn't felt like he hit his prime yet. I was just he, talking crazy. No, no, no. But it, it does. It does feel like we've just scratched the surface. You on know, his prime. Yeah. yeah. It, really, it really does feel like that with Claudio, and this feels like, as far as presentation wise, the best he's been presented in his nice. entire career as yeah. a singles performer. Definitely. Like Claudio, Claudio Castanoli, in a lot of ways, is this generation's Bobby Eaton, in mm. that. 
he's a great wrestler and you'll hear people from Bobby Eaton's generational will say he was a great wrestler but when you get away from that generation they'll just say he was a tag team specialist and I feel unfortunately the majority of Claudio's career in WWE and even outside of WWE because for us that's been shooting in this Claudio gym for a while even though when he when they tried in Ring of Honor old days to put him on his own never quite worked out like it did when they put him with hero so like yeah this is kind of his staple he's been a part of so many great tag teams whether it be him and hero the kings of wrestling whether it been him and sheamus the bar whether it be him and tyson kid him and jack swagger that was like mm-hmm. the best run for jack swagger in wwe i feel like when we get like 10 15 years after he's retired they're just gonna view him as this tag team specialist so that's why i'm happy as a club audio fan that he's getting this run because he feels like the the main event star that he always should have been and this matchup here was such a great example of what type of matches you can get when you have that as the base you have this guy who's been built up as this monster who can't be beaten uh it took basically everything for Chris Jericho to beat him the first time and it seems like no one's gonna beat him this time and then you got Pac who's totally different who can who could be who can use his strength and his power in a lot of the ways Cesaro does but he's like a foot shorter he's a lot faster he can use agility he can use submissions love the brutalizer reversal of the Ricola bomb I was just like great i love the hurricane rada the top rope hurricane rada reversal out of the avalanche ricola bomb and i love wheeler yuda getting involved so this uh... means that this i feel like this means the feud is going to get is going to continue because my only issue with this match being made is that it didn't get the proper build and i wanted this match to be the start of a feud between them and that finish was just like it made me relieve i was a little relieved and just been like what, what, why did you not like it? I didn't like the finish. I didn't like the dis. I hate distraction finishes because they're so cheap. Like, Pac's gonna d- get distracted by stupid ass Wheeler Yuta. No, dude, he's gonna stay focused in this match and make sure that Claudio doesn't get him behind his back. But it's just so cheap. It was just like, okay, this is a great match. Uh, a lot is happening. The Ricola bomb counters the to the Hurricane was crazy. Him carrying him up the ropes with the brutalizer, insane. Yes, uh, all that was great. But then for them to just like, oh, and then Yuta's gonna run out. He'll get distracted, and then he'll hit the Rubicola bomb, and it's over. It's like, ah, all right, okay. But you know, saying what you said on this is just kind of continuing the feud that works. But then I also hate that like this great big matchup is like just to continue a feud or whatever, you know. That's that's true. Like it, when you when you invest in like a pay per view, and especially you're paying money to see this show, you want to see kind of the at least the payoff of this chapter of a story, and right. not the beginning of the, the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I do understand that. I I I can understand if you didn't like the the finish to the matchup. I, like I said, it was more of a relief that okay, this is gonna continue. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, that that that's why I why I felt that way, and especially with what happened in the post match with mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros coming out because I was I was leery about that with uh Lucha Bros if they were gonna realign with Pack because right. Alex Hebrahanta has been hanging out with uh, Commander as of late. Yeah. So I was like. The is they trying to complete replace <laughs> commander with pack what are we doing yeah, here i don't think so i don't think that's gonna happen what 
what are we doing here? That's like that's like the Lakers when they try to replace Shaquille O'Neal with Smush Parker. What are Hold we doing on a minute. here? Don't talk about my homeboy <laughs> commander like this. Do not compare my homeboy commander to Smush fucking Parker. <laughs> Smush Parker be shooting threes he like Commander Walker. He be shooting he threes like relax, big dog. You talking he, crazy? He hit that first three. He be like, he be like, oh, I'm gonna keep shooting just like Commander. Be like, oh, that rope walk work. Let me keep rope walking. <laughs> Sicko mode, man. Let my man Commander live. Yeah, at the end of this, there was some yeah. some shenanigans. The best uh, our Lucha Bros come out. Then the best friends came out to confront them, uh, setting up what happened earlier in the World Tag Team title match. And then Orange Cassidy, who always seems to make these random cameo appearances on the Ring of Honor show. Here he is again with the random appearance. Comes out, hits Pac with the orange punch. And uh, AR Fox is watching in the back on a monitor like an old episode of Raw 1996. They're just telling all these stories together, which... That's the part that I appreciate the most, SB3, is they, like, tied a lot a lot of ends, yeah. a lot of loose ends that needed to be tied, and they're going to lead to a lot of really fun matches, I think. Yeah, I mean, we got on this Wednesday's Dynamite, John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli versus Lucha Bros versus Best Friends. I was like, That's crazy. okay. Yeah, okay, right. well, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. That sounds like the, the better matchup that you're gonna have here. And oh man, Death Triangle versus Blackpool Combat Club. If that's what we're heading to yet yeah, to next, sign me up. That's I'll right. be there. I'll if be we there. get that at all in or all out or somewhere in there. Please. Yes, I'll take please it. AEW. Take it. So, yes, that, that's why I was very much enjoyed the, the post match and the ending to the matchup because we know we're going to get more coming out of this. And if we can revisit this as a Ring of Honor World Championship matchup, I wouldn't have mind because I honestly I wouldn't have mind if Pac did the surprise finish. If I'm the booker, that's what I would have done. If you have a last minute challenger replacement, that's the best way to get people it's talking. Story. That's and that's yep. a story to tell because yeah. you're essentially catching the champion off guard. He didn't train for this. It's a surprise. Yeah. That's kind of a, an easy way to get into it. Yeah, because he was already you already could have told the story that he was he went from training for Eddie to training mm -hmm. for Mark to training yep. to to Pac, and that's exactly. why he lost. So that's the story, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you're right. Because Pac is so story. different than all those guys. He didn't train for a high flyer. He trained for two brawlers, and then here comes Pac to do it. But I understand why they did it. I still think, which I think a lot of people think, that Eddie Kingston is going to be the one to dethrone Claudio. I so this is the story just kind of continuing that. I think I think that for sure is going down at final battle. Unless Eddie yeah. gets hurt or something, that's the only way that will stop it. Eddie yep. is going to win the Ring of Honor World Championship at Final Battle. He's been tearing it up over at the G1 as well. Unfortunately, he had to verse Evil, though. So. Yeah. But him and Shingo definitely go out of your way. Him and Shingo. Yeah. But him Evil. Shingo. Ah, yeah, ah. Evil. Yeah, you guys were winding down here on our little Ring of Honor post show. We're getting to the main event. Get your last super chats in. Get your last humper chats in. Give us a thumbs up. Tell all your friends about it. Share this podcast. Tell SP3. Uh, tell Fightful that SP3 is really good here. We could use them 
for more than just this guest host capacity. He's not Bob Barker and 2011 Raw. He could be more than just a guest host. He could be a real person out here. I'm telling you, he's good money. He had some great ideas out here. Why am I uh, doing Don King for SP3? Go I don't know. Go I really it. like the guy. Go. I really like him. I think we can use him. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> Only in America. Hey, I'm a good substitute teacher. I'm not like Mr. Belden's brother from that episode oh, of Save Out of Oh, no. <laughs> damn. They dismissed Mr. Belden bad. They were like, yo, we want to go whitewater rafting with your brother, dude. With we your do brother, not dude. Go with your bald ass. Mr. Belding was crying in his office, bro. <laughs> yo, he had the brochures, you remember? He had the brochures for them. Yeah, He's Mr. Like, Belding looking off into the distance with the brochures. I'm like, damn, they did Mr. Belding dirty. And then they do the moment where he, like, he drops the brochures and everybody mm-hmm. in the audience is like, oh. oh. <laughs> But then Mr. Belding's brother went to go get some hoes, and he didn't go. Mr. <laughs> Belding was like, oh, yeah, my brother went to go get some hoes again. I'm sorry. He's not going to be able to take you guys to the lake. <laughs> but I'll take you guys. I'll take you, though, even though y'all dissed me exactly. a day ago. Exactly. I shouldn't take y'all nowhere. You I'm know your what? principal. Y'all. It's fine that you guys hurt my feelings, and I went to cry in my car before I went home. You know, it's okay. I'm, I'm your principal and I'm here every day and I'm always here supporting you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm, your most co- I'm your most consistent teacher because none of your For other real. teachers last more than a season. teachers are out, I'm the substitute. I'm the principal and the substitute. I do all these jobs and this is how y'all treat me. I started this gangster shit and this motherfucking thanks I get. Hello. I don't know how we got to Mr. Belding, yeah, but we are going either. to move into... Great the episode, main event. Though. Great episode. Y'all. Yeah, that is a great episode. <laughs> We're moving into the main event of Death Before Dishonor. Two black women in the main event. The forever Ring of Honor women's champion, the MVP of Ring of Honor and the Honor Club, Athena, is here to take on. A woman with more momentum than most. I did calculations, SB3. I think this is the third ever women's main event of a major pay per view. The other two were Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair and Mercedes Monet and somebody in this match, Willow Nightingale. Second main event, Black woman for the AEW Women's Championship. Such an important match, you guys. Athena going into this match has I, not. I'm not bullshitting when I say she has been the Ring of Honor MVP, man or woman, doesn't matter. Like this show is hers. When she says this is my show, blah blah blah, she ain't lying. She's real. If you watch all the shows coming into this, she's been dominating people. She's been beating people up. Her and Willow already had an amazing contest earlier this year for the Ring of Honor Championship, Women's Championship. They just had another great match a few weeks ago on collision for the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Um, this was a lot of build in this. We interviewed, Phil and I interviewed Athena a few weeks ago talking about the Owen Hart match, but th- it kind of applied the same to here. She said she was going to come in here and beat Willow up real bad and uh, continue to be the forever Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Willow has been on a, such a great trajectory. Her momentum is crazy. She just recently lost the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, who she won from Mercedes Monet. 
earlier this year in Long Beach against Julia. She lost that championship too. So she's coming off of that, but she is coming off a big Owen Hart win. She did just get the victory over Athena. And these women here in this main event did about everything you could want to see in a main event women's match. The crowd was super hot going into this. That's a great thing to see coming off of these collision tapings, which the crowd hasn't been so hot. Athena's have to go after like five hours worth of wrestling sometimes. So it was great that she they both got to get the opportunity to be in front of a hot crowd, to be in front of the ones that are there for her. There was They told a couple stories in this match, SP3. Athena is has been, if you watched her, dominating by brawling, taking these women onto the outside, getting them off their game, distracting the ref. At certain points, Willow tried to turn the tides and get a, Athena on the outside. She used a, a, a cannonball into the ring steps. She really got Athena off guard. But I was thinking as that, this is Athena's game, though. Like, you don't want to be on the outside. But then on the flip side, I thought a lot of this match, Athena was trying to outpower Willow. Like, she was showing, she did a lot of spots where she hit power moves. She did a Rampage Jackson-style pull-up power bomb. Like, she was just trying to show uh, Willow that she's more than just this great wrestler, that she also can, you know go power for power, move for move with who many consider to be a powerhouse in Willow. And I thought that would be the downfall to her. They paid tribute to many, many, many former Ring of Honor women's wrestlers, Mischief, uh, Daisy Hayes, um, Mercedes Martinez. They It was a really a mix of, if you know the history of Ring of Honor and the Ring of Honor uh, women's division, which isn't super heavy and super rich. No. They did in fact, pay tribute to those women who didn't never get to get an opportunity like that. They weren't main eventing shows. They were barely on the shows. And when they were on the shows, it was like the popcorn match. So they have yeah. turned that into having this main event. Two black women main eventing. Absolutely incredible match uh, all throughout the doctor bombs that Athena hit, the uh, that uh, Willow hit, the pounce. Um she was just very dominant throughout. But Athena's O faces in this SP3. Oh my God. <laughs> have we seen any O faces hit as perfectly and as precise and as point and as violent as this, as these O faces that we've seen for Athena to eventually, after hitting an O face and a cross face, get the victory out here? Athena is still your forever. Ring of Honor Women's Champ to the dismay of my co-host here, SP3. Tell me about it, my friend. Oh no, I'm happy. I am. I am. I am a leader of the Minion Army okay. of Athena. I am a member of the Athena Minions, so I am happy. Our okay. forever champion, our falling goddess, is still the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. The best. You heard me. The best Ever. women's champion in North America today. Period. Fact. Point blank. Period, Argue with your mom. Blank. There, you can't. You can't. You can't debate it, dude. Come on, it's Athena. However, <laughs> I tend to like my title reigns to end at the right time, and I don't know. It just felt like tonight was the right time to kind of okay. seal the bow 
And I would look back on this Athena reign and be like, okay, this is like the one of the greatest women's championship reigns ever. It went eight months. She did all these things. She was the main star, felt like the biggest star, main event of the last show she held the title for. It feels like the perfect title reign. Whereas if it goes any longer, I don't know. Is Willow going to be the one to dethrone her? Because that has a lot to do with how it ends. Is it going to be as great of a matchup as what we saw tonight? I don't know. So it just felt like this was the moment. This was the time, especially when the match is going so well and it feels so, so tremendous in every way possible. I was like, this felt like the time to do it. And this mm-hmm. is now three times in two <laughs> pay-per-views. Ring of Honor made me feel like that. I Uh-oh. felt like that after Mark Briscoe passed out to the Kikina Clutch That's as Supercard of Honor. I yeah. felt like that after Claudio rolled up Eddie. And yeah. I felt like that when Athena passed out to the crossface. So okay. I understand Ring of Honor is all about the long-term stories. I've been along for the ride. The very first Ring of Honor show I ever went to was because of a long-term story because I was invested as a New Yorker in the Homicide title chase. So I went to Final Battle 2006 to see Homicide win the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor World Championship great from match. Brian great Danielson. Moment. Great moment. So good. Great everything. Julia Smoke was like, he was going to be like, we smoking blunts in the front of the Hammerstein Ballroom. I remember Ooh. it. I was, I was I was 18 years old. I remember all of that. It's a so moment, I, baby. I understand Ring of Honor is about the long-term story, but sometimes the story has a better ending than what you probably intended to do. And Willow kind of completing everything, completing this whirlwind two-week period where she loses the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, mm-hmm. finally beats Athena, then wins the Owen Cup, and then re- wins the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. That just would have felt like the best week ever or the most yeah. up and down week ever. And it just adds to Willow, who, when you really look at all the accomplishments, she feels like the leader of the clubhouse outside of Athena for the mm. AEW roster as far as women's wrestlers of the year. Athena uh, Athena and Willow are one and two as far Fact. as all the women on AEW. And Fact. they proved it once again in this matchup. Love how it escalated. Just loved how it was paced. Athena is just such a master of the game right now. Like mm-hmm. we, For all the people that became a fan of her as Ember Moon in, in WWE, or even if you became a fan of her as Athena before she got to WWE, she's just put everything together now. And she just feels like the complete product and willow you're now you're seeing someone become the complete product and it just came together here and just gave us a classic ring of honor main event so honestly i wouldn't argue with you if you said this was the match of the night you said garcia and shibata was the match of the night you said pack and claudio was the match of the night the Uh four-way tag match was the match of the night Mm -hmm. yeah like there were so many different options on this show up up top to bottom a terrific show for ring of honor boom honestly yeah it was very sketchy there for these last couple weeks i will say that i'll admit it if you watched our post show you saw me a lot of time but i never for one second thought that ring of honor would not put together a top to bottom amazing show 
because of that roster, because of the history, because of all these things that SP3 has talked about, all the shows that he's been through, the history of this company. When it comes to doing a big show, they can do it, and they did it. And on top of that, I think that this this is one of the shows where they told a lot of stories kind of coming out into it. A lot of the times you see um, stories kind of ending or them just like kind of having matches for the sake of matches. But a lot of this was tying loose ends, telling stories, trying to further along what's going on. Super interested to see how the, all the championships works work out of this. Athena, we still don't really have an idea who could be the one to dethrone her? We got Layla Hirsch out here. We got Trisha Dora. We got Diamante waiting in the wings. We got a lot of people that can be the yeah. ones. But at this moment in time, if she kept the championship forever and she was done with wrestling and she still had that championship, we'd all be great and we'd all be celebrating. And I think it would be amazing. And I wouldn't be mad for one moment. And I totally would understand what's happening here. But amazing match. <laughs> History has been made again. Yeah. Uh, it might seem crazy when we say these things. Like, Two black women main event at the main uh, main event at the wrestling show. Look at here they go again. But you guys don't understand, man. You don't understand what it took to get here. Once again, I've been to wrestling shows, and I'm sure SB3 can agree with me, where I'm the only black person in the building, wrestlers yes. included, wrestlers included, the only black person there. And so for to go from that to being able to see this company that we love have a main event featuring not only just two black women that they didn't just throw together two black women for the sake of throwing it together. They got two of the best wrestlers in the world together to main event this monumental show, have this great moment, and then to put on this hard hitting tribute paying great match on the end of it. It's like not much I could ask for. Yeah, that's like an ultimate fulfillment for especially, like you said, black wrestling fans, long, long suffering black wrestling. <laughs> they don't fans. understand, yeah, bro. Like, they, don't they, understand. Don't, they don't understand. They don't understand when Miss Jackie ain't. Can couldn't see another black woman around. Come we didn't we couldn't even we couldn't even couldn't even ask. That would be too much to ask Come for. On. When when they said jazz looked looked too too rough to be on WWE. Jazz and then she still ain't got through. no action figure. She's Dude. still trying to get an action figure. Can we put some more respect on Jazz's name? Like Jazz, Jazz changed the game, yo. Jazz changed the game. They had a, they were treating her like she was the 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 next generation China when they she was were. at ECW, yo. Yep, ECW, y'all y'all mm-hmm. y'all ain't, y'all don't know Jazz until y'all saw Jazz in ECW hanging out with uh, Jason and uh, Justin yep, Credible. Those, incredible. Were the, mm-hmm. those were the days. But yes, yeah, uh, yeah we were long suffering, and Willow and Athena are just so talented. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it even better because you yeah. know these are people who are so talented that work so hard to get into this position. So that's what makes it so great as our wrestling fans. But that is the entire show that we went through here, uh, Reg. <laughs> we do have another uh, Humper chat in regards to this uh, matchup here from Arzaha288. Uh, who says about Athena versus Willow, that was a love letter to women's wrestling, a true love letter. Like you said, all the tributes to the different women in Ring of Honor uh, history. I go back, like I said, I started in Ring of Honor when literally the only two women and the only few that they had with women 
for like a three to four year period was Lacey versus Daisy Hayes. Yep. And you, you're not a real Ring of Honor fan mm-hmm. unless you've watched a few shows from the era that mm-hmm. only had Daisy Hayes and Lacey apart. And Lacey wasn't like a full active wrestler either. Nope. You know, so it's like <laughs> there's a woman's feud, but like only one of them's a full-time wrestler and like it's just like people are craving a woman's segment, so they are all in on this. Like, y- y'all don't understand. I swear y'all don't understand. They don't understand. And then for anybody who's like, oh, I don't know who these people are, Lacey is just like uh, 1999 Stephanie McMahon. Yep. And Daisy Hayes is probably should be considered the mother of uh, Candice LeRae. Basically how I can explain it. Can't say it better, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. The mother of Candace Ray. Daisy Hayes might be one. There's a couple of people, women from that uh, that era that were ahead of their time. And I think that, say, 10 years later, they'd be cooking. Like, imagine who uh, kind of based off of this to Sarah Del Rey, Sarah Motto. If she had came 10 years later as the person that she was, how different her career would have been. I mean, she ended up uh, being great and helping in the back of so many of the great women's matches that we've seen over the years. But just imagine if she would have been able to do what she did back then now. 100% agree. Like uh, Sarah, Sarah is just so important to what WWE has done with women's wrestling in the past mm-hmm. decade. And, but people don't know she used to be a beast. It was yep. like, it was like Kurt Angle and Cesaro uh, yes. Claudio had a baby and it was a yes. woman. And that was mm-hmm. Sarah D'Amato. Like mm-hmm. she was a beast in the ring. I remember her being a part of the Kings of Wrestling uh, yep. act as well. So yeah, I agree with you. If Sarah can it comes 10 years later we be viewing her as like a mount rushmore type yep mm-hmm. but yep still cool still the best great match for them to pay tribute to uh we got a few super chats before we get out of here reggie simmons says yo shout out to jake salazar lol do be illin in the chat yeah that's just jake's thing he's the supporter he's the homie he's always out here representing i'll see him in the morning for grab city thank you reggie simmons also for being a great supporter and also always showing up uh brent lockman says am i reading too much into uno and silver wearing the righteous colors not a lot of purple left Hmm. Hmm. that's an interesting uh take or eye on that i didn't even peep that but could be on to something maybe you know they they won the battle but they didn't win the war facts you guys thank you so much for being here thanks for all your super chats thanks for the humper chats thanks for showing love in the chat Thank you guys for supporting. It's late. I know watching two hours of a post show after you just watched a four hour show is crazy, but y'all are great. And we really appreciate it. SP3, where can we find you when we want to listen to you do more of this greatness that you just did? You got a, a Saturday podcast too. Are we competing podcasts all the time? Uh, we, we, we cross over you guys, you guys go a little bit longer than we do. And we start earlier than y'all do. So (laughs) 
it worked it works out where a per- person can go from one podcast to another they can yes. have both on at the same time so exactly. it works out perfectly but yes the next time they will see me is over on the true heel heat youtube channel that is t-r-u no e true heel heat we go live at 11.05 a.m eastern time it'll be myself miss chrissy love top guy jj and we'll have a special guest that's familiar to grab city wrestle talks own sat e niangi joining us tomorrow on the show very excited to have the brother back on the show so that's going to be a bunch of fun i also go live on sundays for our aew collision review over on the true hill heat youtube channel so check that out subscribe to the channel we're closing in on eight thousand subscribers over there and i want to thank reg so much for having me on whenever i am asked for like people in wrestling media you want to do more stuff with you want to do more content more podcasts with reg is always at the top of the list even though i've done podcasts with them but this is my mm-hmm. first time kind of really having it just you and me chopping it up like mm-hmm. this uh, you, you you called me out for trying to flex with my roh there was a lot of flexing stuff. in there <laughs> not gonna let you get away with this there was a lot you of flexing know, in there trying to, trying to pump it up over here but you, you called me out so i appreciate it. that's a good yeah. friend ladies and gentlemen of course a good friend will always call like you this out this man is they- flexing <laughs> he was that brian nelson in homicide what you flexing out here. You flexing. But yes, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much to Kate for asking me to be on whenever you guys need anybody on Ring of Honor reviews, on any reviews here on Fightful. Y'all know who y'all could call the Fightful substitute, me, the Gregory of season one of Abbott, uh, Abbott Elementary, yes. where you will see me when they need me, but not always. But that's season two, we're going to need him to be a full cast member is what he's saying. That's what I'm, I'm here. That's what this is. That's where we're wow. leading to this. Yeah, SB3, when when uh, when Will left Grapsity, it was like, we're going to need to have some guests and some people that are coming on. Immediately, I was like, well, SB3, of course, like he has to be a part of this. Like We have conflicting shows, but we somehow have to work this out some oh, week please, where you please can come believe. join Next- us. Next time y'all ask me, we're just going to start True Hill Heat an hour earlier so okay. I can be done and then jump on with y'all. So okay, feel see. free to ask me. I'll definitely be on. Love chopping it up with you and Phil. And especially if you ask me on during basketball season where Fact. me and Phil are sworn enemies because oh, yeah. he's a LeBron hater and I'm oh, a Laker yeah. fan. And he Big thinks hater. that's he thinks that I'm a, a LeBron lover and not a Laker fan. So we, we go through it all the time. It's going to be a great time next time I'm on but thank you. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate you. And you guys can catch me in a few hours with Philip Lindsay on the Fightful channel, Grab City podcast every Saturday. Also on Wednesdays with Denise for the ring of, uh, for the AEW post show and Mike for indeed and Kate always for the ROH post show. Shout out to Kate who couldn't make it. Hope she had a great time at the wedding. Super fun. Uh, I hope that she had, but it was a great time here with SB3 tonight. We got to talk a lot about Ring of Honor. Really great show. Appreciate everybody for being here. You guys are amazing. If you submitted any Super Chats or Humber Chats or said anything in the chat, really appreciate y'all. Thanks for sticking around. This has been Righteous Reg and SB3, the Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, post-show. We out. Peace.